the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Want to know what your competitors are up to? Serving as an essential ad and marketing intelligence platform, Social Peta covers advertising data from over 80 global ad networks across 70 countries and regions. And they have more than 300 enterprise clients. You might have heard of a few, including Google, Tencent Games, NetEase Games, and so much more. Learn more by visiting socialpeta.com. That's socialpeta.com. Do you know how well your mobile ads are performing? Let AppBroda unify all your app monetization into one powerful platform, giving you access to Google Ad Exchange and insights that you need to scale your ad revenue. Check them out at appbroda.com. Eric, I got a few more questions for you, but I'm going to save it for part two. So stay tuned okay. for that and talking more about the automation, maybe some clever ways to automate if a customer has a good user experience, maybe there's some things that we can do from a marketing perspective that we can help automate too. But before we do, let's head into part two. We're going to take a look at your apps. And so if you want us to take a look at your app, I know the the two that we're going to be looking at are in the comments already. Just go to appmasters.com slash audit. I'm trying to find a cool little text thing that comes up. Appmasters.com slash audit. But we start every part two of every show, Eric, with some dad jokes. And so you're gonna you're the guest. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Why not? Um, okay. It's, so it's Friday. I no cheating in there either. Okay. No favoritism. Nope. So let's, let's have honest voting. All right. Eve, if you think Eric's <laughs> joke was better, ask if you think mine was better and then we'll play for some. Eric, I'm unde undefeated oh, no, ever since I started. Vote. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, there's a vote in here, Eric. All right. I should come up with some better ones, but I just, I thought it was Friday. <laughs> and, and so I, I thought I'd, I'd, I'd proceed with a couple of weekend jokes and I only get sick during the week because I have a weekend immune system. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I have to press the button earlier. All right. So Eric, what I try to do for every now is try to come up with a topic. So I have a lot of customer support and customer service jokes. Okay. So here we go. Okay. How many, Good. Yeah, we're going to hopefully Comcast is <laughs> out there, but how many Comcast customer service agents does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know, Steve, how many? Is the light bulb plugged in, sir? So that's the deal. All right. S if you thought mine was better, and then E if you thought Eric's was better. All right, in there. Okay, let's take a look at Mike's app. So Mike has grid-wise. Oops, let me pull it up real quick this way. I really like the app, and Mike and I actually starting to work together now. So gig driver assistant, boost ride share, delivery pay. It's really cool. It'll sort of tell you what are the, this is where I think the biggest, the coolest thing is. In popular events, you know, you can discover new things. And so it's designed for the drive share or the ride share, the drivers, the gig economy, Uber, Lyft, Uber Eats, Postmates, DoorDash, all that stuff, help you boost your earnings and then save on mileage and tracking. But I think the coolest thing is, hey, they'll alert you when there's some popular things going on or how many passengers will be arriving at an airport. So I think that's the coolest part of the app. 
But Mike wants feedback, Eric, on onboarding suggestions, ASO, anything else you can think of for growth. So I'll let you kick it off. Well, yeah, I appreciate that. Hi, Mike. Um, I, uh, I downloaded the app and played around in it a little bit, and I, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm not uh, going to pretend to be an expert on anything other than the customer service uh, aspect of it and, and kind of the feedback uh, components of it. But yeah, the app itself is super easy to navigate, visually um, extremely appealing. Um, I, I love that you get the feedback uh, right in the app. So there's a form built right into the app that says, give us feedback. Not a lot of apps do that. And so um, very, uh, very strong thumbs up on on having the, the feedback button right there front and center uh, when you're in the app and the Can ability to, to yeah, sure. Um, and, and have that form built uh, right into the app. So I'm going to put only while using, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's okay. I'll let you catch up. <laughs> Let's see if Yahoo has this trick too. <laughs> Grid wise. Sorry, Mike. Okay. All right, let me do this and then I will come back to it. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, yeah, very, very, uh, very slick cool uh cool design love the feedback um help is also very easy to find it's right there uh you know kind of front uh lower part of the app when you go in um although it does exactly what i just what i talked about earlier it, it provides an immediate ejection from the app so it moves mm -hmm. you out to a web form um to view static faqs and then if you need further help it pushes you to an email form um and and I don't, you know, I, the, I'm not a, I'm not an Uber or Lyft driver, but I, I can imagine that kind of trying to, you know, navigate in and out of, of an email app and respond to emails while you're, you know, while you're in your, in your vehicle is, is probably not the most user-friendly thing for, for drivers. And so, and I, I have no idea what the kind of the SLA is for response, but I think you could benefit uh, Mike a lot from having um, some of those more common things that uh, customers ask being provided, you know, quickly by a bot. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it, it, when you're when you're when you're throwing them out the email, you, you run the risk that obviously it, it just it, it gets buried. They stop using the app until you get, they get a response from the email and then the emails buried in oh. um, buried in a pile of other emails or maybe it gets routed into the spam folder and so you just yeah, you end up with that risk of people leaving the app and not coming back do you suggest like i know mike has this do you suggest having i thought the onboarding experience was really good do you suggest having yeah. the help support section like front and center because i know i was trying to find it and i had to go into the settings here and there but from a navigation perspective should we try to make it as front and center like we would probably see in any normal website like hey help you know support section yeah and it's i mean i think it's prominently placed here the, the help button where it's positioned in, in the lower part of it you certainly do want to have it during the onboarding as well because you know if it's difficult people yeah. can't get you gotta get stuck during kind of the onboarding process you uh you don't even realize how many people you're losing but you know positioning at the help button the way it's you know kind of laid out on the page here is is not an issue but if you click on that help button it's gonna you know it's gonna push you into an faq you know it's gonna push you it's gonna throw you out of the website it's gonna push you into the faq 
Um, so, you know, which is not, not a dynamic, you know, kind of FAQ. So it's, it, it's not reflecting what are the most common things that people are asking about or seeking help on right now. And then if you actually want personal support or you want to contact, um, you know, the, the brand it's, it's then, um, it, it's, it's pushing it to a, to an email, um, yeah. form. You know what I found? The app like, feedback, you see that's, the app feedback's great. Loved, I love the app feedback on there. Right here, yeah. And it looks like I can submit it. Eric, one of, what I found is, you know, I have a little chat button on our website and I've, I've gotten some really good feedback from people. Like they don't understand something. They're like, Hey, how do I do this? Or what is this? And then I'm like, Oh, I got to change that. And so I think too much of it is like, sometimes you need that quantitative, qualitative feedback that gives that you get from like an in-chat messaging. And I feel like when you have a chat messenger type of thing, even if it happens to be a bot, if give does that feel like it is like you said concierge you're getting sort of like a concierge service so i don't know like i i think i would try to add that chat as much as possible in there i don't know i just gotten really good feedback from that thing yeah and, and you you see when it's in the app too and people are putting in um comments yeah. or they're you know in the in the messaging um line we collect those you know and and as you see that you're getting a lot of one particular flavor of topics, those become the first thing that people see. So, you know, the AI recognizes these are the top three things that people are asking about. So that when you do just, you know, when you're just looking at kind of FAQs, you're you're rendering to them the ones that are most, they're most likely uh, asking about, or they're the ones most likely they're asking about based on, you know, the words they've typed uh, in in the in the search box. We, we refer to that as, in, as intent and intent classification. And that takes people down a logical workflow that within the app, I'm sure that there's no chance that any of these drivers are um, using the app, you know, whether at a stoplight or stopped on the road, but if they were, you know, or stopped on the side of the road, obviously they're gonna wanna get through it, you know, as quickly as possible. They're gonna wanna make sure that that workflow is super logical and, you know, try to scroll through, you know, three pages of FAQs or banging out an email um, probably doesn't, you know, exactly accomplish that for them. I was going to say the same thing. That's probably why, that's why I brought up the chat. Like they want immediate response, especially for an app like this. It's not yeah. like a meditation one. You and I are both Peloton users. It's not like one of a fitness app where I can probably wait, like, you know, but this is like, yo, I'm making money. I'm on the road. Yeah. I need somebody to respond to me quick. Yeah. Super cool app though. I mean, I, I can't imagine that you have a, I, I mean, I can't imagine that it would be, you could compete, you know, in, in kind of the ride share world without, without something like this so yeah I, I think it's a super cool app and love the ease and ease of use and great features so mike says good point about the email thanks and then on topic here captain michael says what do you think about building a forum in website for subscribers to vote pick various upcoming features any thoughts on that yeah uh, I, I do have thoughts on that it's it, it's I'm, I'm smiling a little bit because i actually had a, a conversation with my head of product about this yesterday um mm -hmm. i think some brands do you know try and do that um there's you know kind of communal chat capabilities within the app it's not something that we really typically classify as part of customer service or customer support so it's not something inherently that um you know that that we do but um it, it is you know, as part of our, our, you know, metaverse offering that we're kind of launching in, in, um, in stages over this year, 
one of the, one of the things that we've actually filed a patent on is is, is blockchain uh, support, so that you could actually have a, a unique support NFT. Um, and we think that you know in the metaverse, the future of support is going to look very very different because you're going to have uh, multiple. You might have a support issue that you have multiple entities that are involved in solving. And it also provides, you know, a, a much more decentralized kind of digital way to identify who you are and what you're entitled to, so that that kind of group um, support capabilities, where you have fellow users helping fellow users, I, I think is going to be a lot more relevant, um, you know, as we move into this kind of decentralized digital world that is is coming. <laughs> Whether we believe it or not, it's for sure coming, and it's coming fast. Okay. I want to get into Mike's other questions too, from the ESO standpoint. So Mike, I think, you know, if, if it's, I don't know what, like, I think the keywords I'd be going after are like Uber driver, Lyft driver. I know those have good volume and maybe even from an ASA standpoint, going after those terms in here, the Spanish Mexico localization, we talked about that a lot on the platform on the, the shows, but have those keywords in the title, subtitle of Spanish Mexico, and you actually don't even need to be available. I know you're not available in that in Spanish Mexico in Mexico to utilize that because the U.S. App Store indexes that localization, so you can have like more branded. That's why I say go hide the branded keywords in that localization. It's going to help your U.S. rankings. But I think the screenshots are beautiful. I think what I would try to A/B test is can you sort of highlight some of the big benefits besides the tracking, the, the ride share miles, because there's a lot of those already. Like, could you think about like, Hey, you know, here's, we're going to help you make more money. And most, most people are interested in making more money or saving time. Right. And so maybe highlight these features in the first three screenshots here. I mean, you kind of do it already, but I think tactically it's more like, we'll tell you where the highest airports, the popular events go be there around that because it's going to really boost your earnings. And then, the other thing that I wanted to mention on the onboarding, so I love the screenshots here. Like I don't, maybe the onboarding is just kind of like, blah, you know, it feels. Actually, I didn't know we could scroll, so I don't know how. Eric, did you know that it could scroll when you first used the app? I, I, I didn't know. I did not. Yeah, so I think we're all used to, and because it's floating too, maybe it's just hard to kind of know that, Mike. And again, I'm on an older iPhone Seven Plus just for your reference, but I think having these be more like swipeable is interesting, right? So earn more, we'll show you popular events, find the best times and places to drive. I love it. So you can earn maybe effortless track, but I think I would want to know what your conversion rate in terms of creating an account versus right now. And if a swipe rather than a long one would do better. Now, we do know these longer scrollable vertical ones perform better on a pricing page, but I don't know about an onboarding. I think we're all so used to just swiping during the onboarding process that you're, I didn't know, actually. And this is the second time I think I've gone through this onboarding, so <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot that it was swiping. Yeah, it yeah. may be less relevant. It may be less relevant for grid-wise, but um, you know, we've seen it in some of the fintech apps where they're asking you, you know, personal information as part of the onboarding process. Mm -hmm. And people are are trying to figure out if I give you my social security number, are you going to do a credit poll? Is it a soft poll? Is it a hard poll? 
you know, that, that kind of thing where people are really, really putting some thought into it. Do I want to continue clicking through this onboarding process? And there's no way to ask that question, right? There's no way to ask that question of, are you, what are, how are, what are you going to use my information for? Or are you going to do a hard pull on my credit? And so they bail, right? Like they, they leave at that mm -hmm. point. They don't finish the onboarding process. Whereas if you could easily give them the ability to ask that question during the onboarding process and a bot could give them an answer, like, you know, just like that, they move on. And, and I, I don't, I don't know, uh, you know, how everybody tracks kind of, you know, the, their, their, um, you know, people that are departing during that signup process, but certainly having, you know, those kind of basic help tools as part of that onboarding process would, would increase, you know, the, or, or decrease the abandonment. Yeah. I love it. Okay. I'm trying to think from a UI perspective. Now look, they're doing really well. <laughs> the reviews are there, but Mike, you, you asked for this, the, so one of the things, best practices, if this subscription grid wise plus is a, you want to show this during the onboarding and Mike, it's funny that your onboarding screen is vertical, but yet your pricing screen, you almost have it flipped. Your pricing screen is horizontal swipe. And so I would flip the two and kind of talk about that and then show this pricing page here. So one of the things that we've seen work really well is the Blinkist, you know, how your seven day free trial works. We'll notify you all that stuff. It, it does it really increase conversions, but I would go long here and then I would go horizontal on the onboarding. But that's what I would do. And then the last thing, and I'm nitpicking here is maybe there's too much focus up top right here, up right here. And then I want, maybe you you find that the main thing that you want your users to do is link an account. Because once you've linked an account, you've got them, right? Because then now they're like really invested. And so maybe bringing that up or even showing this linking account during the onboarding process. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know if it's at one trigger. I know where Twitter, where they're like, hey, follow X amount of people. And then we got a really good user. And so they really focused on during the onboarding, getting people to follow people. And so if there's a, a thing that you want users to do, an action that you want users to do to make sure they're really engaged in the app, I would try to highlight that either during the onboarding or really up top in this main homepage screen. Cool. Anything else, Eric? No, it's a cool app. I, I love the concept. Yeah, really. Like I said, I can't. I can't imagine how you could be a, a rideshare uh, driver without something like this. Thirteen thousand rating. So congratulations. Yeah. And then we'll hopefully do an interview with uh, one of the founder Mike from Gridwise. He runs all the growth from Gridwise right now. Okay, Eric. I hate to say this, but you won the last round. Oh, a shout out, Miguel. Rudy, Samuel, Adrian. Samuel said it was close. How yeah. dare you, Samuel? Thank you. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Christine, I mean, I would love your vote. Let's see what happened, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric. Round two, you want to lead it off or you want me to lead it off? No, you you go for it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, I got this one. Eric, why did the customer get lost? Because he took a wrong turn. Oh, oh that's, that's, uh, that's good. Good. <laughs> I can tell really by your reaction. It's really good. <laughs> really good. You want another like weekend joke or you want to, um, uh, I can mix it up. I, 
Here you go. I so I never get you the uh, W. How about that? All right. Um, how about this one? Uh, my my daughter asked me yesterday if I'd seen the dog bowl, and I looked at her and I said I had no idea he could. Oh, that's pretty bad. <laughs> All right. So same thing. <laughs> it was the wrong turn. I think he said. I oh, I think he said that. Yeah. yeah like so I my, get it. Yeah. The dog bowls. I, get it? It bowls. The dog can bowl. Oh, it's not a good <laughs> joke. You have to explain now. it. Yeah. Wrong churn, like churn rate, churn. Okay. <laughs> We're both doing this. <laughs> Total dad style, right? Come on, kids. Churn. Hello. <laughs> All right. Alex, we got your app here. Alex says onboarding as well. And so I try to pick out apps that would you to be helpful with help shift. So that's why we have a lot of onboarding UX stuff, but this app allows you to discover the events in LA. And I love that they're, first off, I love he's just calling out LA in the title. I love that it's LA in the screenshots. It's just like great launch process, Alex. I think that's what I would do myself if I were launching this. It's like, hey, oh, it's LA, that's it, right? And it looks like it's college. So I like that too. I would probably highlight that a little bit more, like make yourself different than anything else. But yeah, anything before we get into the app, Mike, or I'm calling, keep calling you Mike, Eric, is there anything that you want to talk about within the, the screenshots and app store presence? No, I think you captured it well, Steve. Okay. Get in the app. I'll get into the ASO a little bit here. What I found Alex is that having the, like if it's only UCLA and all this stuff, having these as keywords, again, that Spanish Mexico trick, utilize that. When you're just in LA, think about all the sports teams in LA because they tend to have higher traffic, low competition. And so if there's anything specifically LA related that may have traffic volume, use them as much as possible in your keyword field, in your Spanish Mexico title, subtitle. One of the things we did for an earlier client was we had it was, it was in Miami, but it was, we had Miami heat in the title in the Spanish Mexico. And that brought up downloads. We think it was like four X downloads in that regard, but like we were trying to rank well for Miami heat. So that's a way for you to, whether it's Lakers, Sparks, Kings, these type of terms you want in your ASO here. So events at UCLA, blah, 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 these colleges, because they they'll have good volume, the, the colleges. And typically it's only the College, the official college app that shows up on there. Okay, let's get into the app itself. That's what we got Eric here for. So many names going around. It's like a, all right. Often. I don't mind this, but I'm going to disallow. Uh, so I don't know. You and I can stand up anymore. I know you went to Purdue. Oh, no, I yeah, no, I can I, I can sign up. I signed up. Oh, you did? With the all right, let's let's see. Yeah, I just I just checked it out. I signed up. Notice there's a help help icon there. So you can get help during the sign up. Well done. Ah here, I'll pull it back up. Yeah, let's see what happens. Oh, uh, see this is what I hate. Set, see, this send is, us I'm a always... DM on Instagram. See, this is another. This is another one. I gotta. I gotta pick on this one a little bit, Steve. This isn't just a. Yeah, this is do an it. Often, uh, thing, but you, we we hear from uh, prospective customers a lot of times. 
oh, we want to actually use Facebook Messenger or Instagram or Twitter DMs as our messaging vehicle. So again, I say you've spent all this time and money trying to get people into your app and engage with you and engage with your brand. Why, when they need help, do you want to throw them into someone else's app? And by the way, rumor has it, when you throw them into someone else's app, that's <laughs> a social media company, there's high risk that they may actually sell the demographic, firmographic information. <laughs> and mm. those people that, uh, you know, like if you're a retail uh, app and, and you're pushing people out of your app because they need help, they're looking for, you know, a size eight pair of red shoes and you push them over to Facebook, what do you think Facebook's going to do with that information? <laughs> They're going to sell it to all your competitors who are then going to go try and sell them a size eight pair of shoes. So I, that, you know, that, that one is puzzling to me that you like chalk that up to another one of those where I think people, you know, three years from now, are gonna go, I can't believe I ever did that. Now I'm not saying social media isn't an exceptionally good way to create brand awareness and identity and marketing and engagement, you should absolutely use those things for that. But when it comes to support, you're going in the wrong direction. Like use those apps when people need help to drive them into your own app, not out of your app. Yeah, I like it. I think you said it perfectly. I was going to ask a question like, what if I'm playing devil's advocate? Like I want to grow my social media following. So this is a grow. Maybe this is a hack to, you know, grow that social media following. But I think there's other reasons and other parts of your app that you can probably do that versus support. Absolutely. It's a total compliment. I mean, you should be using yeah. social media, obviously, as a, as a way to create more brand identity, but not, yeah. you know, not as, as a place to offboard customers when they need help. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like it. Yeah. And I wanted to, I hate this. Right? Like, I don't use the mail app. Like there, I can't mail anybody most of the time too. So yeah. Let me sign up for often. People are both have checked out today. They both don't have the social logins. Grid-wise, I was kind of like uh, reluctant to say social login because and maybe this one often too, you need that EDU email address. Are you a college student? What should we say? What did you say here? I don't know what's going to happen. I, I <laughs> said no. And I said no. And now there's this, this creepy headshot of me and it says my name and my age on it. So I look like some sort of, you know, middle-aged stalker, I think. But um... all right. I'll put yes then. Thank you for being the guinea pig. Uh, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to guess. Oh, they're going to give me that. So I might not be able to go through this entire process for you. So I'm going to have to say no. Sorry, Alex. But let's try. This is my. I've been using my Yahoo now because I've been doing too many of these app audits that I need to use an email address I don't really look at. All right. <laughs> I'm going to be creepy too. I'll be creepy <laughs> with you. All right. <laughs> we'll be aligned, my friend. Year. Oh, it doesn't even go. For, oh, okay. I was going to say it didn't go far back as I. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had to scroll a couple pages back, I have to admit. <laughs> So I don't know if it's interesting to then, Alex said, I can create a non-student account. I don't know if it's interesting to then show like, show me the events, Alex, versus making me do this long onboarding, which is kind of like, I don't know, maybe, you know, your daughters would be a good fit 
Eric for yeah. this, but it's like, do you want to go through this onboarding or do you just want to see the event and see if it's worth giving you all this info here? Yeah, I, I definitely want to see the events. I mean, I want to get a better sense of yeah. what I'm getting into because, you know, like college students are are bombarded by all sorts of these are the coolest events. These are the things that are happening. Like, I want to know if I'm signing up to something that's just, you know, yeah. these three bars that are part of some, you know, group that are, you know, created this app to try and draw me in. It's just another kind of marketing thing to get me to come spend money. Um as part of a kind of a paid outreach because I think it's billed as see again. students helping students, you know? Yeah. And you've got to get the six digit code in your email. Yeah. Which is super uh, annoying. I hate when uh, they do that. I, I get why you might need it, but again, super annoying. I don't even know. It's, I don't have my email yet, so I'll wait for it. Welcome. I like it. So I got the email from Gigwise or Gridwise. Sorry, Mike. Gridwise. And it was like, link your gig account. So we were right with something. Here's the email. I love this email, by the way. Link your account. So this is really cool. Yeah. There. You, you And Mike, I, so I, I was thinking like, maybe you want to have that during the onboarding too, if this is the main thing that you want people to do. All right. I'll go back into my email. See if I can get anything out of this. How are you on time, Eric? I'm good. Okay. All right. Still not coming up, Alex. So we'll have to wait for it. That's what I would be testing. Let's see if he's got anything in the comments. Uh, doo -doo -doo. We decided to make you go through the onboarding process because of the fact you have to be a verified student. We don't want to allow anyone to see the events until verified. I agree and disagree. It's like, who can honestly like who cares but like i know it's like all student maybe you don't want creepy guys like me and eric <laughs> on there dad's on there but again like i think if it is for students that we have the patience us dads have the baby know if your students do but I, let the data speak for itself so you have to test that alex and well then, it doesn't even have to be real says, events right it can be representative events yeah like these are the true it's yeah, show show me that I'm going to get invited to a couple of house parties and you know some kind of something on the beach or and that it's not going to that I'm not going to go through this whole sign up process and then end up with like three or four bars that have paid to you know bombard me with messages in your app. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I, I it was in the spam, so thank you. Duh, such a dumb question. Did you check your spam folder? Okay. So again, see, like I'm not a student, but I was able to see all this stuff. We're in Denver, yeah. So, oh, I assume like, if that's it, the case, assumed, then who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I, I assumed it was hiding stuff from me because I saw that I was 47. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll change the location. How come I can change the location? Okay. Yeah, it's fine. I need to sense to see that. Okay, there you go. Yeah, if you don't, you know, if Eric and I were able to sign up just fine without being a student, like, I don't know if there's a difference. Yeah, he's, okay, he said, got it. Definitely want to show students what to expect within the app. Okay, yeah. 
doesn't doesn't seem to matter. Like you're not showing me different content because I'm a dad versus I'm a 20 something looking to party. Anything appealing to you, Eric? As a dad? Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not sure they'd let me into most of them, but yeah, they look like fun. <laughs> <laughs> Boat cinema. This is interesting. I would I'm interested. I love watching movies. That's pretty cool. I like this one. Good job, Alex. This, yeah. this is cool events. I like these cool events. So yeah, maybe you think about it. I mean, I don't know what your business model is, but maybe just give them a sense of like cool things happening. Like to show them the like live things like this, but maybe showing them a sense of what is going on right now. Just a few things, rooftop party. And kids love that these days. And then the boat yeah. cinema. That's really cool. I think that's really different. So yeah. Overall, good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a cool app. I, I think the uh, you know the friction in the sign up, the email, and and you know I'm 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 very interested in the support uh, aspect of it. And when it's, you it's you know cool. do when you do manage chat. to find the help, you, you'll see that it's yeah it's gonna well that's chatting. You're chatting with other users here. If you actually need help, it's gonna push you into a into a web form uh, uh, and again to an email. So yeah, there's your email. <laughs> You know, I'm coming around this help. I didn't think that, you know, of the navigation, yeah. but I think really having that in there, easy, nav, you know, easy to navigate, not having to go into this, like the support section, maybe making support and help front and center. And like, you don't have to make it super front and center, but like in there, kind of like what Gridwise did is then the bottom, right? Like, hey, if you need help, we're right here. It is because think about any website, right? Like that's why I said homepage, pricing on the homepage. By any website, you're gonna see a way to see pricing, you're gonna see a way to see you know support, contact, all that stuff. So I'm I'm coming around maybe having contact, support, service be a part of some like maybe the you don't have to make it primary, but part of the navigation and not buried right here. Yeah, yeah. So. It, it it one other thing that we're seeing, Steve, is um people are you know actively looking for ways to drive people into the app and QR codes are a great way to do that. So I one one mm -hmm. of the things that they might think about is at these events, you know, to the extent that they're getting, yeah, you know, or they, they've built some sort of relationship with any of the events. You know, if you can stick right. a couple QR codes up at the event or, you know, scatter them out across the tables or whatever, you know, is there. It's like people have gotten to the point where they see a QR code now, they can't resist scanning it. And that drives you right. Yeah, you know, drive that right, use that QR code to drive you right back into the app. Um, for you know, people who may have tagged along with someone else, so I like it. Yeah, I thought Q I was wrong back in what it was like 2000, maybe 15. I was like, QR codes are dumb. Why am I going to download an app to scan this stupid QR code? And then now it's built in. It's like, okay, I get it now. It is way more <laughs> interesting. Yeah, well, it's uh, we're seeing our you know some of our customers in the gaming industry that you know they have this crossover like mobile games. It's obvious you're in the app all the time, but when you're on a console game and you get stuck and you know, you're sitting there in front of your TV, like what do I do? Do I call? No, you pop up a QR code. It drives you right back into the app, and while you're sitting there playing your game in the app, you can you know access support right there, and that is a super um, relevant thing for other physical. You know, for other physical goods as well, and then we just use the you know bar example to kind of drive people into the app. Uh, when you're out at the, I don't know how it would work with that boat drive-in, uh, floating, <laughs> floating QR codes. <laughs> <laughs>
Eric, what do you think about having social media links in the in pages like about the app? So maybe in this here, it's like follow us on Instagram right here. What do you think about that? I think that's great. Yeah, I don't I don't have any issue with that. It's it's the you know, it's it's that moment where, where you're vulnerable, right? Where you need help with something. It, it just it, that shouldn't be the communication channel when you have you've got an app, you've got a built in communication channel that's secure, contextual right there in front of you they're already in it just don't don't ask them to leave yeah and i like your point about these platforms are probably using that data given the ios 14 all that stuff and so then they're having time figuring out who's a lookalike how do we customize and so it makes it easier for them to figure out who's more relevant to your competitors targeting too all right captain michael you coming up with some good questions steve what do you think about app clips a short demo versus app screens images in aso I don't know, Michael, that's a short answer. I mean, it's worth testing. I mean, we've been running some in-app events to really like mix results. Like I thought maybe it would help ASO. So I think it's so early that I would test it just to see if it works or not. Cause sometimes I thought in-app events so easy to create. Really the review process was kind of brutal Apple that they were rejecting a lot of in-app events too for our clients. So, and then the ASO standpoint, I thought it was low hanging fruit, something easy to do that we can get done. Maybe there's some ASO benefit. I'm kind of coming around being like, maybe not because I mean, yeah. So I would say test it out. I don't have enough data to speak on it. All right. Hey, so Eric, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about the, the little cliffhanger from part one was automation. Like the, what I'm thinking, you tell me about this, like you do the automated, they have a great experience. Like, could you use that opportunity to be like, Hey, did you have a good experience? I had a great experience. Would you mind leaving a review in the app store? I know a lot of these salespeople or people do this where if you leave a review and you mention my name, I get a little bonus, right? Like, and so maybe it's like, it's a great opportunity to maybe even get more app store reviews in the automation. Yeah, you could certainly do that. Um, you, you could, you could direct them. You, know, you could create essentially a, a, a bot either that is tied to the feedback. So if they give you feedback, and it, it's a it's a five star rating based on their experience or the feedback that they've given you within the app. You could have it automatically say, "We would appreciate it if you send a, you know, if, if you if you rate us five in the app store and send your, you know, send your uh, um, take a screenshot and send it to us." You, you could use social media for that. Even uh, I'm sure there's lots of creative ways that you could facilitate um, referral uh referral fees or whatever you might want to do there but you could certainly from within the app using both our feedback bot or just the the automation capabilities to help drive more people into the app store to leave you ratings and alex i'd love to hear if you guys have any unique marketing strategies for targeting los angeles and their college students in this area and alex i'm assuming you're a college student as well that's my assumption too but any ideas eric <laughs> um you know the uh um i i so i we we just we just uh um start, built a relationship with a company called fetty um that uh mike actually might be interested in that does uh group ride share uh group ride share in austin actually throughout texas and um i i learned about it through my daughter because she told me about the fact that they came to her sorority 
and they offered all the all the um, people in her sorority this thing called God Mode, <laughs> which basically gave them free rideshare for a short period of time to get them hooked. Oh wow! So wow, they love that. I mean, such a it was such a like the the um you know the the CEO uh, Matthew of of Fetty like brilliant marketing strategy went around and did this kind of in you know the most you find the most active social people on campus. You give them something for free. You call it a really cool name, call it God Mode, so that in their app, they can show their friends and say, look, I have God Mode. I mean, I thought that was an awesome marketing idea, and it's worked out really, really well uh, for them. Yeah, I love that. Christine says, God Mode, who remembers that from Doom for the PC? <laughs> I was never a Doom player. <laughs> but I love the name. You have to put yeah. a name to this promo. I think that changes everything. But God mode, yeah. spot on. Really, really yeah. cool. I don't know if I can add more than that. I mean, obviously, I can give dull <laughs> answers like Facebook targeting, all that stuff. But I think Eric said, you know, the QR codes, like go to that boat and be like, look, I'm promoting your event. Could you promote our app? And so that people who come to these events, like like events like these. Maybe they're like, wait, I'm competing with others, but maybe you're not, right? So maybe there's a way through that QR code that you can do that too. All right, some Doom Paint layers in here. Eric, we're tied. So you got one more joke in you, and then we'll say goodbye. So no one. Uh, sure. Um, okay. Want to go first or second? Yeah, I could do that. Um, so I get, I get to talk to you, share, shared with you my 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 horrible dog joke, but I, I did actually take my other daughter uh, to the movie um the other day and when we got in and sat down she realized that we'd forgotten to sneak in some candy but i just looked at her and i said don't worry about it i've got a few twicks up my sleeve <laughs> okay all right what's a csm i think it's a customer services customer service manager's favorite boy band what's a customer service manager's favorite boy band one retention one, one retention. retention. Nice. All right. But ask nice. if you thought my, I, I want to say undefeated. So put ask if you thought my joke was better. But but <laughs> if you thought Eric finally got me undefeated. Go eat. again, guys. Go look, eat. if you want <laughs> <laughs> once again, guys, it is helpshift.com. Look, we looked at the apps. You want to keep your users within your app, not take them to a mail because frankly, I don't have that mail account. You don't want to take them to social media because that social media platform could sell that and help your competitors target the right users, your users, by the way. And so if you want that messaging, that customer support, customer service in your app and automate some of the things that you're like, man, everybody asked this. I've got questions. Just go to like, this is, this is why I have a YouTube video. I'm like, go check out this video. I already answered this question. Go check out HelpShift com they work with a lot of great companies so you can see here helpshift.com is the website eric if the users if the users if the if the listeners and viewers want to check you out or do you want to send them anywhere else is essentially what i'm trying to say sorry yeah i mean feel, feel free to connect with me on linkedin uh happy to uh give some more personal help to some of the apps that uh, showed up today uh if, if they'd like yeah. they'd be certainly happy to help well, Eric's LinkedIn profile is linked up into the YouTube description as well. So go reach out to him. Tell him you heard it on this very channel. And Eric, I think it's the way you delivered it that got you the win. I'm defeated <laughs> now. I think I'm five and one. I'm a sucker All for right. Twix. One, ret one retention. I thought that was a good joke. All right. I, I'm I, kind of I actually liked one retention. I got it. I got the reference to One Direction. I 
So it was <laughs> <smoke> on, but. <laughs> well, Eric, thank you so much again for coming on and doing this. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah. So look, uh, thanks for the offer, Mike. And then says that and captain michael so join us next week every friday really 9 a.m pacific but we're going to talk really about ugc content why it's outperforming any of these high price agency high video production type of things but ugc content things that you can just pay for a few hundred bucks hopefully but that's working when you're trying to attract the right users so we're gonna talk all about how do you find the right people to create it what kind of content is the best way and then you know can you pay some influencers to create that ugc content it's been a years we've been talking about this still works today so join us next friday we're going to talk all about that eric thank you you won my friend i hope to do we're going to be doing some more stuff later on so look out for that super excited to be working with you guys in that in the more creating more content for the audience and really helping the audience grow but thank you so much for coming on and doing this my pleasure thanks for having me all right thank you guys bye christine thank you <laughs> captain good i said bye to everybody all right have a great weekend i'll see you guys next Friday. Tired of overpaying for App Store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.